just take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. here in the music city so you know what time it is time for the afternoon stretch here on nashville sports radio bruno reagan devil mckenzie zach williams here on february 3rd it is no longer groundhog's day we made it through we all woke up we didn't repeat the exact same day what can you do jordan day yeah jordan day it's jordan day 23 23 oh who cares (laughs) michael jordan does devlin does it's actually LeBron Day because, you know. The real 23, yeah. by the way. Can we go ahead and say that? The real 23 is LeBron James, the actual GOAT. Ohio. <laughs> just a kid from Akron. Just a kid from Akron. Yeah, I was looking over at Devlin. He was just just doing all the – remember the – did you watch the SNL? The SNL, uh, they, they did that from the last dance, that, that – The coin, yeah. Yeah, the coin I, yeah, game, yeah. and he and he's – He's throwing that coin, and then the guy just keeps losing all his money. The, <laughs> and then the he's Jordan like, truck. nah, play me for your pants, man. Play me for your pants. And he's like, all right, Jordan, I'll do it. Ah, I lost again. <laughs> he's like, play me for your wife. Play me for your wife. And he's like, that's my love. I can't do that. All right, honey. And he just snaps to like, honey, I'm sorry. It's Michael Jordan. You got to go on a day. Oh, I guess not. I'm in the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> that is a tremendous one. 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. Hey, real quick, Jerry Stackhouse, if you're watching this, hello. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? The Afternoon Stretch, Jerry Stackhouse's favorite show, uh, known viewer of The Afternoon Stretch. You, you know, I, I start to think it's big hey, time when the local coaches start I paying I want to be honest. So nothing. I made the tweets today because I was disappointed. I was disappointed that – because this is something we talk about a lot. Where it's like, you know, do you search yourself on Twitter? You got to block out that noise. If you're going to ever be big in media, how are you going to handle it? Yada, yada. Talk about the people I played with, you know, a Dean Lyman, a tight end. They were doing it. We would be like, dog, you can't do that. So he does it. He follows me. He's obviously, I said I was I was critical. Yeah, let's I, talk about talk about it a little bit because not everybody follows you on Twitter. I would feel like I was very fair in my criticism. You lost. You lost one, one of the biggest deficits. I think you you. And I explain on my on my tweets, you know, the unspoken rule. He said it was a scheduled loss. Um, he's DMing fans what that means, by the way, right now. So he said it was a scheduled loss against Alabama, so that's a time to make your points. And scheduled losses, it's a weird thing I guess coaches have. That's an unspoken thing. Players should never think you're going to lose a game. But I guess coaches do it more often than not because I talked to a football coach I had a long time ago when, um, about our Bama blowout. And um, – yeah, no one expect they didn't expect us to win, so it sucks, but You know what that is? That's loser talk, Bruno. I don't care what anyone says. Stupid loser talk. We're going to have a scheduled loss on this one. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Like I that is absolute loser speak. And you get that from a university that is known for losing. And so I don't understand. And then you have today uh, an interview with the Tennessean, uh, I believe with Aria. I'm not 100% sure if that was Aria or not. I didn't look in and see who was the writer of it. But uh, with Candace Lee, who says he's building a future with us. He's building I mean, a future. That is terrible. That I Look, I, have I not been the biggest like proponent? Because I'm not a Vandy fan. I'm not a Vandy fan. I've said this many times. But I said there's a lot of positive momentum for the program. That was a step backwards for her saying that. For well, what else is she, supposed, is she supposed to say, though? Also. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. That's what you need to pull out the, the Vince McMahon. You're 
fired. You know, get it into it. Go back to say it with your chest. That's what you do. You don't say, oh, yeah, we had a scheduled loss. That's terrible. That is terrible. And if anybody's okay with that, hey, that you were, is stupid. You were like defending Stack like two days yes, ago. Yes, <laughs> I was. But now that's dumb. I will say, so he, he watched the show, saw the criticism. I Well, I was asking Arya things like, does he take direct like responsibility? Because the language you use when you're the leader of something is important. And he'll he'll oftentimes call their player. He'll say they played bad. He, will, he won't say we played yeah. bad. Like, it's it's the little things. And it does it does make me upset. And what also makes me upset is grown men following me and unfollowing me on Twitter over, <laughs> like, opinions. That, does, that also triggers me. So who, who, Jerry Stackhouse is on is one of 11 people on my block list now. I just, I don't want to do special place, huh? I don't want to deal, like, you're obviously, you're, we, would, we would not get along. This isn't an edgy take either, by the way. Like, this isn't me Sa- like, I'm going to sit in my ways and I'm going to call out Jerry Stackhouse. Like, I'm not, no. I promise you, that's not it. It's just hearing that kind of story and that kind of rhetoric is so stupid to me. I mean, that is. No, it makes me upset. I can't imagine Vandy fans out there like, you know what? I like that. I like that. Give the guys guys a day of rest. You know what I I mean? Yeah, so I'm just not. A team is down. They just lost. They just lost. You have a chance. You have a chance to maybe make some noise. Nope. Give them the key to your house. Hey. Come sleep in bed with my wife. Go ahead. It's cool. (laughs) Go ahead. You get to. This is out of pocket. Take the food from my fridge. Have have you thought about that? Here's Here's my 401k. You want that? Stupid. That's dumb. That is dumb. I'm not going to lie. I lost where, where you were at, where we were at, what the show was doing. <laughs> all, all I got to say is this. I think less of it more now. I think less. I am an extremely biased person for Vanderbilt. I'm extremely biased in the sense that if you're the Vanderbilt coach, if you're a Vanderbilt player, you give me an excuse to talk good about you. I will take every advantage. I will also try to avoid talking bad about you because I want the program to look good, to recruits, to the optics, to other media members. I want it to go upward. I'm extremely biased in that. But, man, Jerry Stackhouse, you give, you're giving me no fuel. Why can't you just go out there and say, we messed up, I'm the head coach, I'm sorry, and I'll move on? Why can't you just say that so I could be like, look at that honorable man doing his best why can't he just do it and it's hey nba player talented guy has millions of dollars so he's a very successful guy and i also and also he's a nice guy apparently yeah and that's what we talked about yesterday on this because we had a caller that was upset because we were talking bad about him and he had a good interaction with jerry stackhouse we're not talking about the man himself talking about the coach of jerry stackhouse the decision making that's what we're talking about and it's also who was the uh, who was the head coach? Is Dennis Allen? They are they were who we thought they were. That's 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 who they are. We knew we knew that was Jerry Stackhouse, and he acted on it. There's something extremely ironic about all the criticism we laid about laid out about Jerry Stackhouse and him showing uh, validating all that criticism in ten minutes. There's just nothing more ironic than that. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Um, I'm, I don't want to be like I don't. I hate going against my alma mater. I got a lot of. You're love not for, going against it. Well, you're, you're going for it because you want what's best for the team. Well, I got a lot of love for people in that building, and um, when you speak out against like, like just just anything really, like it, it kind of devolves into a us versus them. That's what the community is at, at Vanderbilt is right now. It's like oh us, like the establishment versus them, and that's the fans and all the upset people. So I'm just. 
for what it's worth, it's natural. This like the whole entire program's push push me out like of how positive because I want to I want to give out the flowers anytime mm-hmm. I can. That Arkansas win, I was so pumped up. Um, but man, I'm just ready for baseball. Yeah, Tim Cord will bring it all back in, baby. What are we uh like fourteen or two weeks? For two weeks exactly, I guess from uh, first pitch down in down in uh, Texas. Dallas or Austin? It might be. I think it's Austin. Uh, 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. Clay in Nashville. Clay, how you doing, buddy? I thought the timing could not be better uh, with the subject matter than a call from a band Vanderbilt fan. <laughs> <laughs> it does work. Bruno, you, you, all right, you just said that you were really fired up after the Arkansas game. I was too. And, you know, it's amazing how things, how far, how quick things can turn south. Uh, you know, I think it was, that was on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, Monday, Robbins gets hurt in practice, you know, and then uh, he's actually back available you know, from what they said two weeks early. Uh, they said four weeks. He was back in two weeks to uh, play against Alabama. And people need to realize, too, that Alabama game at the start in the first couple of minutes, it's 5 nothing Vanderbilt. So from that point on, it's 101-39. to 39. Not a good look, is it, boys? Well, it's not a good look, but it's not like I. Hey, uh, that's another unique thing. I have a lot of experience about getting absolutely blanked by Alabama, and just handling it, and how quickly emo. I mean, you said it, Clay. Emotions are a powerful thing. I feel like that's what the fan base is struggling with right now. Like, there's there's a lot of criticism or discussion, I guess, because people care. People care, and it's it's just, there's just something's off right now, and that energy has kind of crept into me. You want to try and, you know, you want to try and be the energy you want, but, man, it's tough on the Bird app at least, so maybe Memorial's a little different. Zach? Yes. My man, let me tell you something about number 61 over there, you know, your sidekick on this show. This is a man, you correct me if I'm wrong, Bruno, but you started offensive line most of your career at Bambi, correct? Yeah, it's the only thing I've ever played. The every 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 day de- every year you I'm were too, there, right? You I'm, started. Uh, yeah, except my redshirt year. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I would think Vanderbilt is your school, Bruno. And I know that that's you know you played football. This is basketball, you know, and that's two different things. I have seen over the years football players, you know, in Memorial Gym. So I think at times the football players, you know, at least do support the men's basketball team. Um, and, you know, the bottom line is this, guys. You know, however it got there, 101 to 44 is unacceptable. Yeah, why is that such a bad thing to say, Clay? Like, why is it a bad thing for any of us to say? Why is it a bad thing for him to address? He can say it, too. He's like, why can't he – like, why can't Stack just say it? That was an unacceptable performance. 
we'll move on and be better. I, I agree. Uh, you know, and let me say this. Jerry Stackhouse, you know, I'm a Carolina basketball fan, too. I followed their program. I have since probably the 70s, uh, before Michael Jordan, who played in the early 80s. They had a tall white kid named Michael Corrin that was really good. And so I have followed that program, not passionately like I do Vanderbilt, but I have followed that program. So my point being, I watched Stack play at Alabama, and I thought he was the man. Uh, his freshman year was 93, and I believe that's the year they won the uh, national championship. Eric uh, Montrose was the center on that team, and Stack left in 95 and then went on and played, you know, 18 years in the a NBA. And so Jerry Stackhouse, you know, I think knows basketball. He played basketball. He played it at a high level. Um, I just don't think it's working out for him at Vanderbilt or even, you know, maybe, you know, as a college basketball coach. He is more of a NBA uh, or G League type guy. He was very successful you know, in the whatever this team was he coached in the G League before he came to Vanderbilt. And let's not forget Jerry Stackhouse is Vanderbilt's coach because Malcolm Turner was hired as AD and Malcolm Turner was there as AD for less than one year. Yeah, and you, you bring up hey, a good Clay, point. I appreciate the call in too, buddy. Yeah, you, he brings up a good point earlier where it's like it, at the end of the day, basketball, and I always like, you know, joke around basketball players – because of the way they carry themselves is different. I was a lineman, right? So mm -hmm. I was born and bred to be a soldier, not question anything. I was held to an impossible standard, always failed to meet it, was yelled at all the time, and was forced to go out into front of the media and just take it. You know, that was that was just the way I was brought up as an athlete. So me projecting it on Jerry Stackhouse, who's in the basketball world, maybe they have a different culture to things, and I'm projecting that on there. That could be. That could be something, and it could be a fair criticism to me of my criticism of him. But I just don't think it's right. I, I mean, and the results speak for themselves, too. The results speak for themselves, too. It, that's why when we have people like Arion, people or people who cover the game of basketball, because so we can ask them, you know, well, how much time does he need to kind of put it together? Or what is the standard of success? Because th those questions are just kind of floating out there for Vanderbilt. And all, it's not just basketball. It's all aspects. You know, football doesn't get those wins against Florida and Kentucky at the end of the season. We're talking, like, that's, that's... There's definitely people questioning that's downtrend That's downtrending there, too. And it was it was yeah. razor-thin margins. So, it's interesting. Obviously, hey, the season's not over. They'll get another chance. Um, I just wonder, you know... They got to pick up a win. They got to pick up a big win. Still, or, or make some noise inside the SEC tournament. Something. They have to do something to get to get this off their back because it just it, – it is there. You can't – they just didn't show up. There was nothing. There was nothing from anybody. There was no intensity, and that game matters. And, and I think it's so easy with, with a university like Vanderbilt, like I said, that has a, a synonymous usage of losing with them that just goes forward – People are just saying, well, yeah, they just lose. You know, that might be somebody who's listening right now. It's like, yeah, they just lose. Who cares? Well, that's not what you want. You know what I mean? You don't want to be As, as someone that. who's intimate with the program, yeah, I don't like that burns me to my core. So Because you watch people that didn't want to lose. 
yeah. and did. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't want to, but you did. And so there's just got to be a change somewhere in there. And once again, there's so many there's so many aspects of Vanderbilt that you can sell, and this has been talked about a million times in circles around, around, around. And I'm just saying, I want I want all the programs and coaches to succeed, and I pr- – like I hope that it comes to a point where I have to eat my words. Like, ha, huh, Bruno was wrong. Yep. Uh, anybody that criticized Stack was wrong, and you better eat your words. Uh, you moron! I want nothing more. I would love that. I just want. I just want the program to be successful. How hard is that? You know. So we're loud on a Friday. That's what we're doing today. It's loud Friday. Free for all Friday. Loud Friday. If you want to get in, we want to talk to you. 615-844-5600. When we come back, we're going to go to another coaching problem, this time in the NFL and more specifically in Indianapolis because they're still trying to figure out what's going on up there. They don't They don't know where from their mouth to a hole in their head. They have no idea what's going on. Nate Atkins, he writes for the Indianapolis Star. He's going to join us, talk about what's going on up there. If you want to get in anytime during the show, 615-844-5600. It's Friday. Give yourself a little bit of extra time. It's been wild over there on 40 eastbound. Trying to clear that earlier right near the airport uh, before you get over to uh, just past Spence Lane, actually. Uh, watch for radar. I-40 out in Dixon County big time this afternoon, uh, especially out around 40 and 840. Looks good through Mount Juliet right now with that traffic flow. Just give yourself a little bit of extra time. Hey, Nash Painting Services all of Middle Tennessee. Check them out online at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. 
Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzly.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast for this afternoon. Slight chance of rain and snow showers mixed, a high near 40. For tonight, cloudy, a low of 25 expected. Utilizing the resources the of the Weatherbug Network on Nashville Sports Radio on WNSR's Rick uh, I don't know if I can say that, man. I'm going to move on to the next one. Coaching story to the next. It's always, coaching's tough. I don't care who you are. Any league, it is tough. I, I do give them some shred of it because it's a, it's a 100%. There's there's very, I won't say 100%, but 99% of the time, you're going to get fired. You're going to get fired. And there's always something. You could be the most successful coach in the world, and people are going to have a problem with what you're doing. Exactly. Bill Belichick might be one of the most hated coaches of his era, and they were one of the best teams. And he's going to get. He's not going to get fired. He might be one of the – him, Nick Saban – you know, there's just few coaches out there that you could say, this guy's not going to get fired, but it's, you know, they get to retire. Not many coaches get to retire. Uh, but Indianapolis is in a situation, and I'm talking about the Colts. They are in a weird situation here going into three levels, I believe, of their coaching search. Obviously, it's it's a big news, not only because, you know, soon draft implications and what's happening with their team. You feel like they're a little bit behind the eight ball. But also here in Nashville, I mean, everybody wants to know what's going on with the Colts because Titans – they're also in a weird kind of situation. Let's go up to Indianapolis, talk with the beat writer for the Indy Star. You can follow him on Twitter at Nate Atkins underscore. Nate, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So where do the Colts currently sit in their coaching search? Because obviously Jeff Saturday's name is still getting leaked around. I feel like there's a fear in Indianapolis, uh, at least from the fan base maybe, that says – please don't let Jeff Saturday be the guy, but they're worried he might end up being the guy. Yeah, he, he's still in the mix, but you know, so are, you know, at least seven other coaches that they, that we know of that are in the second round. And I say that we know of because it's still always possible that they're talking to some uh, candidates from the first round. They're just not announcing it. But so far there's eight guys that have gotten second round interviews or will get them. The last one will be, uh, tomorrow, there some members of the Colts are going to talk to Shane Steichen of the Eagles for a second time. So they're really just diving in on these guys that they think all have a chance. Obviously, if they're at this stage where they've gone from 14 first round interviews to eight in the second round, and, and they're still at this point, there it's kind of clear that there's not a perfect, easy solution for them, which makes it different than some other uh, some of the other openings. I know the Carolina Panthers. You know, they they wanted someone who had a background with quarterbacks and experience as a head coach. So Frank Reich became their guy. Uh, Houston Texans, you know, they wanted sort of a high upside young coach to pair with the quarterback. And just so happened that, that D'Amico Ryans had played there. But the Colts don't have it. Any, anyone that fits that or anyone who does that that, that wants the job uh, in, in these circumstances right now. But they do have eight guys that they're interested in enough to be at this level. So they're, they're just giving them all a thorough look 
That includes Shane Steichen. And because they had to wait this week uh, to, to be able to talk to him, they're, they're trying to balance these very long interviews around his prep for the Super Bowl. It's just sort of extended this process to the point where they, they've kind of decided to dig back in as much as they need to. So that's why they brought back uh, Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. He got added to the list once they realized they had to wait uh, to talk to Shane Steichen. So it's certainly a very slow and deliberate process, but that's also what they promised uh, when we talked to general manager Chris Ballard at the end of the year is that he had learned from uh, back in 2018, the last time he did this, when he initially reached an agreement with Josh McDaniels, wrapped it up early, and then found out after the Super Bowl uh, that Josh was backing out. He just decided to do it very, very differently this time, and uh, they're certainly sticking to that so far. We're a really big uh, vibe show. Uh, we like to think, okay, how do, what is the real feel of it? Because there's a lot of, you know, you can always get the news and all that kind of stuff and hear what it is. But when you think just of this coaching search and what they're doing right now and really just the vibe of the Indianapolis Colts right now, what is your first gut instinct when you think of this team and the situation that they're in right now? Uh, I think it's a, it's a team right now that's timid, and they're timid because they realize how big of a decision this is and how difficult of a hire it is because there's two things they're trying to get done with this hire. Number one is to find a coach who can be the right guy for the new quarterback they draft. They're almost certainly taking one at number four overall because they've had five week one starters in five years and haven't drafted one since Andrew Luck, and it's time for that, but it's difficult. And so that, that would lead you to more offensive guys. But at the same time, they need a very strong leader to lead them out of what really became a cultural mess last year uh, when they were, you know, introducing some unprecedented decisions to change quarterbacks, change coaches, go to inexperienced options, and just one change after another has kind of rocked the core of the culture that they had built up for a few years there. So it's a very difficult mix to get both this hugely, uh, you know, hugely impactful leader who can kind of right the ship and and get everyone on on the same page, including ownership, in believing in that message, while also having the offensive acumen to lead this forward with and make everything about the rookie quarterback. So, uh, timid is kind of what I'd say because you know if they if they they could have wrapped this up earlier if they wanted to just hire Jeff Saturday or if there's just one of these coaches they decided we don't want to risk you know, him backing out or let's just make a hire. Instead, the reason it's at this point, the reason there's so many second interviews is that they're really, really being careful not to mess it up because messing it up means you draft a rookie quarterback into this and then all of a sudden, you know, you become one of those teams that's just cycling through uh, new leaders and new faces and new quarterbacks every few years. And they, they've never really been in that spot and they're a little bit afraid of of getting into that spot. Talking with Nate Atkins. You can follow him on Twitter at Nate Atkins underscore Indianapolis Colts beat writer for the Indy Star. Bruno Reagan, what do you got from Nate? Well, the, Nate, there's two takes, I guess, that people have right now with it is that the process is going longer than most other, you know, processes a la Broncos or uh, Carolina. Where, yeah, so they're a lot of people are saying they're playing it, quote unquote, safe, right? They want to find the right fit. They want to go through all the candidates. And a, the other side of the coin is. They're, they you were talking about some cultural issues they faced last year, and they don't know what they want to establish culture-wise either. They're just kind of hoping that it appears in this interview process. Do you think a longer interview process helps or holds the, col the Colts, or it might just be moot? 
I mean, like I said, the ideal scenario would be, you know, you just find that perfect candidate. If they could find their version of D'Amico Ryans, they would have hired him already. And that kind of underscores why they're in the spot is that the owner brought in a coach at midseason last year that he thought of in that kind of realm, Jeff Saturday, his longtime, you know, longtime center here and a guy who, uh, who has some very good leadership traits that we saw play out, but who has no experience above the high school level until he got here for eight games. And so uh, it's playing out this long because there's just not that easy fix. And that's for a few different reasons. I mean, part of it is that the Broncos, for example, they, they, you know, they ended up not getting their first choice by all, all that we know, but they had three guys that kind of fit what they were, the bold swing they were looking for. And uh, Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, and D'Amico Ryans, and th- that's a very deep-pocketed ownership group that was willing to pay up and do whatever it took to get those guys. The Colts are not quite in that same place. They're not going to just throw all the money in the world at somebody to get them to say yes. So they have a little less to offer in terms of a lot of these levels: the, the salary, the stability, uh, the you know the, the roster. It's it's not the most attractive opening, even though there are some guys who are open to it. And so they're just kind of in this, they're, they're just in a tough situation where they're, they're really trying to get this right. And they're trying to meet this on just so many different levels. They're trying to find uh, one of these special leaders. Uh, they've always been fascinated, for example, because you guys are in Nashville and it, I'm not just saying it for that reason, but they've, they've always loved uh, Mike Vrabel and they interviewed him in 2018. And uh, Jim Irsay has been really looking for that version of a coach. That's what, that's really what hiring Jeff Saturday was about. It's just, you know, he's not finding, you know, he's not, he's not really finding the right uh, mix of experience and uh, and trajectory to get there. So um, they're trying to do all that while also realizing they don't have a ready-made quarterback. They've got to build one from the ground floor, which they haven't done since Andrew Luck. So there's just so many of these different factors in play that have them in the spot that's uh, that that's difficult. But at the same time, we've seen teams that have been in tough spots that have been able to make the uh, the one right hire to kind of get out of it. I think about like the Eagles a couple of years ago hiring Nick Sirianni when they still had Carson Wentz, they were having to move Carson Wentz, you know, and you look at where they're at now, the Jaguars, you know, a year ago were that team that, that seemed a little radioactive. And then all of a sudden they find Doug Peterson. He's a perfect fit. So there is still the right fit out there if they can find him. And that's why they're taking it uh, as slow and carefully as they can, because they know that, there's a lot of guys who would not be the right fit. If they get stuck with him, then uh, they have some bigger issues. Well, then, Nate, what would you say are some reasonable expectations for a coach coming in? Because the Colts, when Zach and I were growing up, man, they dominated the AFC South. Absolutely dominated. And they went from years of Peyton Manning to a pretty good run with Andrew Luck. Now they have, what, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, and Carson Wentz back to back to back. So it was a little volatile. I still have PTSD of, of the Titans uh, from as a childhood in those white away uniforms playing up in <laughs> Indianapolis against Peyton Manning because you just knew they were going to lose by 30. Yeah. <laughs> you just knew it was going to happen. So I just wanted to know some, like, realistic expectations for a coach coming in to this situation, at least next season. Yeah, if I if I'm a coach coming into this situation next year, uh, you know my expectation is that that it's it's got to start in rebuilding the culture and and building up a young quarterback who's going to have rookie growing pains. So you shouldn't come into this expecting this to be a playoff team. I don't think that necessarily means that they you know that they're destined for a bad season. There is a world where you know they they can write some of these things and get back to the talented or at least a lot of the talented team we saw. Just like a year and a half ago, you've got to remember they were nine and six 
as the team on hard knocks and they had just uh, blown out the bills and the and beat the Patriots and beat the Cardinals who were good at the time. And uh, they had the most pro bowlers, the most all pros in the NFL. There's a lot of those guys who are still here, still talented players, but there's a lot they have to fix as far as rewiring the offensive line, obviously finding the quarterback, uh, finding a new offensive scheme and then fixing the culture issues. So they find the right coach who, who has a good plan for a quarterback who can find one that he, he feels like he can mesh with, find a plan to, to bring him in at the right time and kind of get everyone on board. I, I think there's a world where they could be sort of, a, you know, if things break right, they could be a competitive sort of maybe, you know, eight, eight, nine type of team if that all works out. But the expectation year one should be that you're not making the playoffs and that you just you just hope you set yourself up to be one of those teams that maybe in a year from now, or two years from now, you want to be one of those teams they're talking about is, hey, they've got a really talented team because they have a quarterback on a rookie contract. That guy's getting better. He can play within what they have, and they're ready to kind of go all in with him. But year one's not going to be that, I don't think. Talking with Nate Atkins, Indianapolis Colts beat writer for the Indy Star. You can follow him on Twitter at NateAtkins underscore. Talking about that, too, the quarterback situation, uh, fourth pick in the draft, Will Levitz has been the uh, that's the that's the name that keeps getting thrown around. Where do you think the Colts try to maneuver? Obviously, with the Texans ahead of them, trying to go for a quarterback as well. Uh, and it seems like this is one of the better drafts to get a quarterback coming in this year with this class. Where do you think they go at the quarterback position? Because it seems like it's already a lock. They're taking a quarterback one. Yeah, they're definitely going to be taking a quarterback in the top ten. I'd be pretty shocked if they don't. Beyond that, it gets really hard to answer that because they don't have a coach yet. And I feel like a lot of what's going on right now, and I think part of why it's taken so long, is that's a big part of these conversations is how do coaches see Bryce Young stacking up with C.J. Stroud and and Will Levis? And then what's their plan for each from offensive coordinator to uh, whether he sits, whether he plays early, uh, the type of offense you want to have him in. So it's it's hard to get a coach. I can answer on, like, I think Chris Ballard – He's been a guy, the GM, he's been a guy that has always looked at uh, traits and measurables, especially early in the draft. He doesn't like to go for outlier prospects when it comes to size. So I've always thought C.J. Stroud was mostly uh, the one that fit just what he looks for in a quarterback uh, because Bryce Young has the size questions. Will Levis is a guy that, like you mentioned, a lot of people are connecting the dots there. And I do think there's a world where that could have been and, and still might be a possibility. I have a feeling, though, that uh, it, that when Chris Ballard looks at looks a little bit more into Will Levis, you know, he's going to get a few flashes of Carson Wentz just in terms of the uh, the risk of turnovers and and maybe just not having hit the ceiling at a college level to high, you know, to in really having brought it together a little bit more of a work in progress than than I think the uh, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young are, and and ultimately Ballard is is does tend to play it safe, especially with early picks in the draft. So the thing is about this though is that this could be this is going to be end up being a decision that three people will have very heavy input on, and Ballard's just one of those. The others are the new head coach they hire, and then uh, the owner Jim Mersey, who has gotten very. Uh, kind of worn down by the the quarterback carousel and having a new one every year. And he wants this franchise to get more aggressive about getting that guy. So uh, what that ends up meaning, which player it is, I don't know. But it also could play into, you know, trading up to go get that guy rather than sitting and waiting. So there's just so much to iron out with that. But 
at the end of the day, I think personally, I think that, you know, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, I think they're just in a different level than Will Levis. And, and I think they'll end up looking at those two the hardest, but uh, a lot of dominoes have to fall down before we really know. Yeah, I know, I know Colts fans don't want any more all chips in tarmac videos from uh, Jim Ursay going forward. Nate, thanks so much for jumping on with us. We're going to be talking more Colts with you, especially as we get closer to the draft. You can follow him on Twitter at Nate Atkins underscore covers all things Colts for the Indy Star. Thanks, Nate. Yep, thanks for having me. Good stuff there from Nate Atkins. Uh, yeah, the Colts, it's – Cursed franchise. Well, yeah, for you. That's your well, – is there a coincidence? We didn't tell Nate, we didn't tell Nate how, the, how it's And that's cursed. fine. He, that's he'll fine. learn it. He'll learn it. Oh, he's cursed. learned it the past three years. <laughs> the curse has been a long time. Since we started this show, since I've been on these airwaves, the Colts have been cursed. I just don't want it anymore. It's, a, it's good if you're in the AFC South to have a, a top quarterback pick right now. It's a really good time to do it. Which if, is all of them. If you're the Titans... You want to have that first pick. You got to figure out a way to make to take that first pick away. Just going to draft Anthony Richardson at eleven. Just get used to it. Uh, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're going to go with Tannehill and draft a tackle, and everyone's going to be upset. <laughs> but you know, that's that's also the truth is that the AFC South right now, because they are the bottom barrel of the NFL, it feels like they can they quickly. They were seasons over. Seasons over. True. With NFC East. Look at what they did. Right. It could change dramatically because of how many young quarterbacks that are about to come in the league. Uh, and more specifically into that division, if the Titans do go for young quarterback as well, that you're going to have Trevor Lawrence is going to be in his third year, everybody else first year. So you're going to be having a, like maybe three years from now, the AFC South actually sending in more teams into the playoffs, kind of how we saw the NFC East this year. 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in, maybe you got some comments on what we just talked about or maybe anything else. It's free for all Friday. Jump in here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. It's been busy today on 40 East. Just trying to get out towards the airport from a couple of earlier ranks. It's crowded, but it's moving 65 through Brentwood, Franklin. Here's where it slows in Williamson County, and that's 65 southbound around 840. Again, that's in the Spring Hill area. Lots of radar, 24 through Rutherford County, all the way uh, in and out of uh, Coffee County as well. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Check out their awesome ratings and their scores at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin B. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the six annual mid-state classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now motlow state versus columbia state austin p versus tennessee wednesday march 15th starting at 1 30 at the ridley sports complex in columbia tennessee for tickets and information to the six annual mid-state classic log on to columbiatn.com slash mid-state classic or call 931-388-8119 that's 931-388-8119 the six annual mid-state classic
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. Afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I gotta tell you something. It kind of self. It's kind of a self embarrassing story. I'm just hanging out with my mom and she's watching my 600 pound life. Great show. The woman was 670 pounds and her boyfriend. I'm like, no way. Looks like me. (laughs) (laughs) The afternoon stretch. Afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. The Afternoon Stretch. The best show? I don't know if I can say that, man. I'm going to move on to the next one. The Afternoon Stretch. Friday. Free for all Friday. 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in, we would love to talk to you on this free for all Friday. Had a great Conversation about the Indianapolis Colts coaching search and with how Nate cursed Atkins. they are. They're very the cursed. Way. Very cursed. No, we didn't mention that. Didn't mention it. Well, we did afterwards. <clears throat> did afterwards, but not during. Uh, with Nate Atkins, he covers Colts for the Indianapolis, uh, or sorry, the Indy Star. That is. Uh, if you want to check that out, wnsr.com. Click the afternoon stretch tab. I believe Devlin's already thrown it up. It's up and it's in, and you'll be able to watch it immediately uh, or listen to it, whichever way you want to do it. Right there on WNSR.com. Uh, no, sorry, he's, he's still doing it. My bad. I I threw I that's my bad. I threw Devlin under the bus <laughs> right there. He looked at me and I was like, wait a second, maybe that was a look of it's not quite there. There's it's nothing, about to be there. There's nothing better than a shameless throw under the bus. I gotta tell you, <laughs> I love it. Like, and it always makes me think of that gif of the teachers from South Park throwing Cartman under a literal bus. <laughs> like, you gotta throw him under the bus. 
but it is Friday, so now it is time for our Austin Hardy Keeping It Safe Picks of the Week. Time now for the Keeping You Safe Pick of the Week, brought to you by Austin Hardy State Farm Insurance. The real safe pick always will be Austin Hardy, State Farm insurance agent here in Brentwood, Tennessee. We're going to talk a little bit more about him in just a moment. Uh, last week, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was middling, and that's okay. I lost it with the Grizz, right? Yes. I lost it early. Grizz are in an absolute spiral, by the way. It is not good right now. I mean, you talk about Steven Adams being the glue of a team. That really is, because the second he's been injured – that has been all downhill for the Grizz. Uh, and we're going to talk about the fight probably in the next hour that happened last night against the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. kind of justified against the Grizz, too. Yeah, I want to talk about it. Being quite frank. Yeah, uh, Dylan Brooks knew, knew what he was doing. Come on. <laughs> it was pretty obvious. Uh, all right. Uh, Bruno, would you like to lead us off today? Absolutely. Guys, there's no more football. Uh-oh. One more game. I want to say something. I love betting college basketball the most of any sport it's my favorite sport to bet on but i'm not nearly as good at it as football and mma so just a heads up i'm gonna do my best and it's my favorite i have a great passion for it but like a lot of passionate people you can do something for a long time and are you barry bonding this are you asterisking this right away? No. Okay. No, I'm never. I'm never making no asterisk. No Barry Bonds in this one. But I'm just saying, Purdue's the number one team in the country, and they're playing against Indiana, and Purdue's only one and a half point favorite. Mm. Purdue one loss, IU seven. Some people Purdue. would say fraudulent. Do you think Purdue's not the number one team in the country? Some people would argue. Some people. There's would. some people. I'm not saying I'm one of them. I'm just saying some people would. Well, too bad. I'm taking Purdue at one and a half. I think that is. As much of a "quote unquote" keeping a safe pick as you can get. Yep, number one, Devlin. What do you got for us? I love the NBA. Yes, you do. And more importantly, I love the Celtics. You and do love the yes, Celtics. You are. That's like, like his out of Ohio team. Roll. What? What do you say? Roll ticks. Roll ticks. Yeah. yeah. Who are they? Who are they playing against? I think they're a massive favorite against a team coming up. Against the Suns. They and just won, like, what did they win? Like, went up, like, 30 uh, immediately. They, they beat the Nets by about 40 points. Yeah, it was one of the best quarters I've ever seen by the Celtics. They so beat the Nets so bad, Kyrie was like, get me out of here. <laughs> I can't argue with that. I'm taking the Celtics minus 10.5 against Phoenix. Mm -hmm. I think the Celtics right now are the hottest team in the NBA. You could argue Philadelphia, but I'm not going to since I'm a Celtics fan, and they're playing out of their minds right now. They were 7 for 8 from the three-point line in the first quarter. It was absolutely incredible to watch. And the West is in shambles. Shambles. The entire West is atrocious. And if you're if it says anything about it right now, That's Memphis crazy. is probably 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They're only four games behind the lead in the West. Mm -hmm. They had a great – I mean, they, they had buffer room, you know what I mean? The, the West is terrible. And I'm pretty sure they're still three games ahead of third place. That's crazy because the West was, like, miles better than the East, like, for a majority of the past Yeah, five it was, it was the ago. West and it was LeBron. Yeah. Right? Like, that was what it was for, mm -hmm. for, like, ten straight years. When Golden State had their, obviously, their era, they ran the West and the West was incredible and dominant and the East was not good. But yeah. right now it's completely flipped over. The East is great. The West stinks. I'm taking the Celtics against the Suns. Uh, are you taking you taking you're taking the point spread right? Ten and a half. Ten yeah. and a half. The okay, money line's like minus five. Yeah, I was about to say I was like that's a little too keeping it safe, but yeah, you're good. You're going ten and a half. Uh, I'm going back to college basketball, and I'm going to keep it local. I like a local vibe. Support local as you do. Uh, Tennessee 
is is regular season ricking themselves in the regular season. It's not good. Regular season Rick, postseason Rick, it's just going Pickle down. Pickle Rick. Oh, that guy went down. <laughs> that Pickle guy Rick, did go he down. He went down. I don't know if you're a Rick and Morty fan out there. Just know. It's not the same anymore. <laughs> it's never going to be the same. Uh, well, Rick Barnes, obviously the loss against Florida, that was tough. And I know Tennessee fans just hate it. <clears throat> they play bad against teams that they have a real issue with. I don't know if they lose. I don't think they lose, but I think they have way too big of a spread against Auburn. Nine and a half is the spread against Auburn. Bruce Pearl is going to know how to beat Tennessee. Has done it many times. Has done it against Rick Barnes many times. I don't know. I'm not going to say as far as Auburn wins, but I will say nine and a half is easy for Auburn. I'm taking the nine and a half on that. That one feels as safe as you can get. It's going to be a close game. And really, that's that's Tennessee basketball right now against SEC. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of people that have, have that is one that's been true is how this team has played so far has been fraudulent, and we've seen them show up in times where they you see the fraud showing up. So uh, it's not a Tennessee hatred move; it's a smart move, is what it is. So I'm taking the nine and a half against with Auburn. That rounds us out. So we got Purdue one and a half, Boston yes. ten and a half. And Auburn nine and a half. Yes, and that for a parlay, if you want, plus five eighty four. A little bit higher than we normally go for. Kind of surprised they, on that that it was, ended up that high. Yeah, the ones we've hit have been in the fours, so this will be our first five. Yeah, a little bit close to six. Yeah, that's if you want to parlay. If you want, yeah, take a lot straight. of b-ball keep it to be at, watching this weekend. Keeping it safe though is straight. Yeah, it's hoop season. Hoop season, it really is. It really, really is soon to be baseball season as well. And, and uh, spring football. Spring football, yeah. Hey, hey, the XFL. It's about to start. Uh, and then the USFL. Yeah, I'm legally obligated to not talk <laughs> about one. <laughs> uh, Austin Hardy, though, he will always be the safe pick. State Farm Insurance agent. You can check him out here in Brentwood, seven one one zero Town Center Way, Suite One. And look, when you're trying to get that home, auto, whatever it is. Those days happen. You know what I mean by those days? It's that storm. It's that accident. You want an insurance agent that is going to be right there with you, alongside with you. Not somebody that's going to pass you along to the phone and say, here you go, call this number. No, you want somebody that's going to help you. And, and a young, hungry guy like Austin Hardy is the guy to have in your corner. Check him out on the web, insuredwithaustin.com, or give him a call, 615-810-9999 today. That's Austin Hardy, State Farm Insurance. This has been your keeping you safe pick. The real safe pick you can choose is Austin Hardy with State Farm Insurance for home and auto. Give Austin a call at 615-810-9999. Good afternoon. Here's what we're looking at live. Heavy traffic, 40 east, just trying to get past. Fessler's headed out towards the airport. I know we had several wrecks earlier out there in the Don- If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. 
Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a Bill King show. In Little League football, they play it off. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love it. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The afternoon stretch. Eventually, they'll have music beds for men. The afternoon stretch. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Final moments of the first hour. Got a second hour coming up. If you want to get in, 615-844-5600. There's a UFC fight night. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even know it was happening. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It'll be fun. Derek Lewis is like a pretty he's like a double underdog. Like he's plus two hundred ish. So you could go Derek Lewis knockout for probably two fifty, two sixty, three hundred, something like that. So a lot of people do that for fun. That's about all it's really sing home about the card. All I'm saying is though, I heard from a little birdie that the Chinese are spying on this building right now and they're looking for the secret weapon. And I'm just saying I'm right here if anyone wants to come try it, all right? Jerry Stackhouse sent it out to spy on Bruno. Oh ah! there you go. In a in a war of guerrilla warfare, he doesn't want these problems. All right, I, I go. You go low. I go lower. I mean, how how low can you actually go? <laughs> Pretty low. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Pretty low. I got some good knee bend. All the way to the flow. Yeah. Uh, there you go. It's not too low. My back hurts. Right yeah. Now. I mean, yeah. Come on. Knees. You gotta get ready for the season. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. If you want to jump in, first hour's done. Got a second hour coming up though. Still a lot to get into, a lot to talk about. We haven't talked about the Pro Bowl festivities that have happened and what's come out of those yet, by the way. Derek Carr just throwing a lightning rod at Las Vegas, which I thought was great. I mean, shout out Derek Carr. He finally did something right. If you want to jump in, though, once again, 615-844-5600.
From ABC News, I'm Michelle Franzen. Over the skies and the U.S. and on the move, a Chinese spy balloon detected this week. The U.S. military says so far it's not a threat, but they're watching. Brigadier General Pat Ryder says it's not the first time spy balloons have violated U.S. airspace, but this time it's different. What makes this difference different is uh, the duration and the length uh, of which it has been over uh, U.S. territory. The military says it's choosing not to shoot it down due to safety concerns over debris, but say it's still an option. State Secretary Antony Blinken's visit to China next week now on hold. ABC's Mary Alice Parks says Congress also wants answers. The White House telling us that they did brief the staff of the Gang of Eight. That's the four highest-ranking officials in each, in both the House and the Senate, who normally get classified intelligence briefings. So the White House wanted to make sure that they were uh, being transparent with Congress as quickly as possible through their normal routes. An update on the trial for a Michigan police officer facing murder charges. A judge ruling the second-degree murder trial of the officer that shot and killed Patrick Loyola at a traffic stop can move forward. Former Grand Rapids police officer Christopher Schur seen on video shooting Loyola in the back of the head after a struggle over a taser. Schur's lawyers arguing that Michigan law allows officers to use deadly force to stop someone fleeing and to make an arrest. Prosecutors say, just like with any other citizen, deadly force is not justified unless the officer reasonably believes his or other lives are at risk. Circuit Judge Christina Elmore rejected the defense attorney's motion to throw out the case. Dave Packer, ABC News. Employers added more than a half a million jobs in January. That's nearly triple of what analysts projected for the month. Investopedia editor-in-chief Caleb Silver says it defies inflation. This is a blowout jobs report any way you look at it. The most hires seen in the leisure and hospitality sectors, along with retail. You're listening to ABC News. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzlies.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. It's, it's Miss Amy now for everybody, uh, right? Apparently it's, it's Miss, Miss Amy. Amy. It's Miss Amy, Miss Amy. I call her AAS. I call her owner. Uh, and then, uh, the boss. You know what she is? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I, uh, she, Damn, uh, bro. She oh, knows, she's she oh, knows, she's a gangster. Yeah, oh, she knows what she she's does. a gangster. She knows what she's doing. Yep. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. 
to see how you can continue to make a difference. Visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Okay, it's happening. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Afternoon Stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Second hour of the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. There is a host, and I mean a host of NBA topics to go over today. You want to get in, 615-844-5600. Talk about anything you want. Should we lead off with the Dylan Brooks and Devin? uh, Desmond. No. Devin Desmond. I, I went to say Dane. Devlin is what I went to say because I'm staring at Devlin, who looks like maybe he's freaking out. Kyrie Irving. Nah, oh. there you go. <laughs> I went to say Devin because, uh, no, I was going to say well, Dylan Brooks and Zach, Donovan Mitchell, said, too. Yeah, I sent that when it was five minutes tweeted out, and Zach kind of, you you kind of instantly shot down the Kyrie thing. You were like, oh, this is a non-story. It's yeah, not- so Kyrie Irving requesting a trade, right? The uh, deadline's Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Next Thursday. Doesn't he? Does every like the last like five seasons he's requested a trade, right? Yeah, yeah. You had to deal with it when you were a Celtics fan. I never liked him on the Celtics to begin with. I I was very excited when he like when he came to the Celtics, but when he actually started playing, he was the kryptonite to the team. I don't get I don't get the like initial like because what's the number one place everyone's like oh this is where Kyrie's going what I don't L A yes I don't get it I thought the whole thing was he can't handle being the shadow or whatever I thought that was like Kyrie's whole so that's thing. the that's the whole like like it's now it's like full circle because it started out where he was in Cleveland post LeBron right like he was the guy in Cleveland couldn't bring him anywhere LeBron shows back up with Kyrie and look Kyrie obviously was a huge part of their championship runs um, and but he felt shadowed he felt shadowed. But it's just because you're next to LeBron, and so he wanted out. He said, I'm done. I want to be the the guy. And then he goes to Boston. Uh, that doesn't work out. Gordon Hayward has that nasty foot, that ankle injury. Remember that? Yeah, getting oh. paid a billion dollars to never play. Never play again. Sounds uh, like the life. I'm, you just have to separate your ankle and fall on as hard as you can. I've gotten close. <laughs> but uh, And then, you know, now it's the Nets and – it's been this kind of weird thing, and I really, I think something too, Kobe Bryant was a humongous, humongous mentor to Kyrie Irving, and after the tragic death of Kobe Bryant in that helica- helicopter crash, I really think that did something to Kyrie. I really do. I think that's a lot of the reason why you see him now. Like, Kyrie's calling Kobe Bryant, like, thanking him after the after they win the championship and all that kind of stuff. Um that means something, you know what I mean? To be who's the first person you're gonna call after your biggest moment? It's gonna be somebody you truly, truly care for, and whether that's the case or not, something definitely happened. And then it got into all this pol- politics stuff and all that. But I think he's kind of realized, like in the growth of it, like there isn't no, there, there really isn't a guy who can come in and just win a championship. You have to have other pieces. LeBron, LeBron couldn't do it. No, he no, couldn't. Le- LeBron had to have it. Jordan, like Kobe's talked about this. Jordan had to have. Uh, Scottie Pippen and Rodman. LeBron had to have Bosh and Wade and Kyrie. And even even Kobe had to have Gasol. I mean, he, he and Shaq, he's talked about that. He's like, yeah, you know, you have to have other pieces of this. And I think I think Kyrie's just learned it. I feel like he's just 
figured it out and was like, oh, I, I, I think I work well with LeBron and he needs help. I don't know if that's ever actually going to happen, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the fact that that's the number one place that people think it works out for, and obviously it's the West, like Westbrook's going to be a piece of value. I don't, I don't understand really NBA value as much as NFL value because I feel like Westbrook's on the tail end of his career. Why would that be? You know, be an enticing part of the trade for Brooklyn? But I'm not sure. Yeah, and in the end of the day, Zach, you're probably right. They probably don't get a deal done, and it's a week. They have what six days, five and a half to even get something done. I, I don't know. I don't know if his – and we don't know what his motivations are. That's the craziest thing. For most people, it's to win a championship. So you you would expect a trade to, like, a championship team or something like that, and they would – the championship team might give up a future just for that potential to win it. Yeah. But I, I don't know what Kyrie's motivations are. He could go anywhere for all we know. I, I saw a quote here. This is from Woj. Of course, all the Woj bombs out there. Uh, I'm told that – the trade request surprised everyone in Brooklyn today, including Kevin Durant. Yeah, because they they both kind of were tempting fate in the offseason, and then they just end up back together, and it was like, okay, we'll ride this one out. But midseason, kind of, that, that gives an air of giving up on the season, doesn't it? Yeah, so yeah, it, it does. And I don't know if he just goes, if he goes, say, say it happens. They, tr- they trade him to the Lakers. Are the Lakers – that much better immediately yeah maybe they're five maybe they're five are but like going back to that celtics uh matchup and that when they went into overtime that team clearly has a give up switch they have a switch in their body of just we're done you watch that the body language and all that it was terrible and they were they were beat before the clock struck zero in that game uh and i get there was a lot of you know circumstances and that kind of stuff but it's still it still just seems like the team is more defeated now. And I don't know if the Lakers can just turn it around and oh, we're all back, you know, at, at midway, which could you, can you sneak in? Absolutely. Halfway point doesn't, doesn't really matter. You could be 10 games back and you could still get into the playoffs, but it, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, they make a play in game for sure. Cause they've been better since they made that trade for the name that I'm forgetting. It was a big deal at the time. Lakers traded for somebody, I forget who it was. But they've been better, which isn't really saying much. But they've been better with him. If they get Kyrie, I think the chemistry with Kyrie and LeBron is still very much intact. And I, I do think they make a play-in game. If they make a play-in game, they make the playoffs. Yeah. But I I don't think a deal gets done with Kyrie. I think he's stuck on Brooklyn for the rest of the season. If a deal does get done, where I personally want to see him is Dallas. Yeah, a lot of people are saying Mavs. Dallas yeah. right now is fifth, I believe, in the West. And Luca is putting up 50 points a game just for them to be fifth. That's ridiculous. I mean, he's carrying that team on his back. Yeah. If he can get some sort of support, it'd, it'd be a little bit more comfortable for Dallas to make that playoff and, and, and make the cut and not have to play a playing game. Is it normal for a, small, for a smaller market team like Denver, who is just so dominant with their center scoring all their points, that they make a play for a Kyrie, a small shooter? I, I, I don't know. They could. I mean, anybody can. That's the thing. Like, anybody can. It's just – even even you look at like really I just want someone else there because I'm tired of seeing this frankly <laughs> ugly white guy be in the face of that place. Whoa, I Joker. Whoa, would I fight you? Still yes, but I'm just calling a spade a spade. When every time I see every time I see a graphic film, I'm like Jesus, this is not the NBA logo. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does kind of bumble down the court. You know what I mean? He just. 
Is, and he's unstoppable. Yeah, it works. It works. <laughs> you just bigger and and have that one like characteristic that works for you. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it happens. Uh, I don't think he gets traded at all. Could it happen? Absolutely. Um, Zach Williams on the fence. Oh, uh, I'm I'm saying it could happen. I'm saying though it's not going to happen. That's okay. my stance on it. Yeah, I'm saying it's not going to happen. I don't either. think it's they, they kind of just flop to the end of the season and who knows what after that yeah they just they just move out and i mean we're gonna have big trades obviously it's gonna happen every year every year you get just a laundry list of trades especially in the nba teams trying to bolster up there's the some that half. don't frankly just don't make sense like they'll trade someone then instantly release them like or they're they're Cap the trade will be like four yeah the trade will be like four-way trades that you have to track down it's insane this player went to the Nets. That player then took this player, went to Orlando. Then from Orlando, they sent picks up to Chicago. And then Chicago sends it over to the Spurs. And then Kyrie's now on the Lakers. That's that's the way the trade will work out somehow. Um, it's not like the Nets are out of contention or, or necessarily even bad. It's just, I don't know. I guess, do you think that loss, that blowout loss, did it? The Nets are actually, I mean, they had a, a crazy run. Because the beginning of the season, they were awful. I don't even think they were in the the cut for a playoff, maybe the playoff play-in spot, yeah, but yeah. they moved up and shot up to third or fourth. I think they're sitting at fourth right they're now. Fourth, yeah. I don't understand what the dilemma is for Kyrie. I don't. You have a you're in a That's good. What I'm saying spot. we don't understand this guy's motivations at all. It's just so he seems like such a on like he's a slave to his emotions. I think he just wants out. I think the one place he wasn't a bad locker room guy was with when he was with LeBron, and I'm seeing one of the top teams right now is Phoenix which I think is a spiraling team. If he goes to Phoenix, that team gets worse. Just like what I mean, just like it happened with the Celtics. Yeah. Uh it's kind of the same situation too if he goes to Dallas like you were saying. It's it's he's going to be the second fiddle. Right. It's Luka's team. I know I agree, but having somebody who can support Luka in any way at all is it could help them. But you're right. There is the other side where Kyrie comes in and still is Kyrie. If he can't get chemistry with Luka, obviously that team is done. They're a worse team almost. I mean, Luka is still carrying them. But if, if they can have some sort of chemistry like Kyrie did with LeBron and they can feed off of each other, that's a scary team. I have no idea of this. It just feels like Mark Cuban would love to have Kyrie Irving on his team. I don't know the – He'd probably I, be a I'm lot more supportive than Brooklyn was through the whole – political stuff there's a bunch of different things like Kyrie wasn't a fan of some of the stipulations and a contract extension that Brooklyn offered him so that's that might be the reason for the trade or it could be one of a ton of reasons yeah maybe Mark Cuban's like hey bro I got you bro I'm, I'm old billionaire but relatable <laughs> now the Californian and New Yorker just keep going to Texas they just keep doing it <laughs> Kyrie would love Texas frankly I think he would. maybe that's where he belongs you think he needs to go to L.A.? Kyrie in L.A.? No, <laughs> no I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think that would be uh, that would be the best for him. But you know what? He, it, it's just I think people just want to see that duo again. I think that's really what they want to watch Batman and Robin one more time. Another duo that's not being mentioned is if this trade happens, does Russ go to Brooklyn and play with KD again? Mm -hmm. and, oh god! <laughs> and if that's the case, are they good or are they terrible? Get yeah, Russ I'm not. out of L.A., that's that's for sure. I don't think he wants to go, but it, it feels like that guy. I get it. He had, you know, he's had a couple good nights now back-to-back -back here, but for the most part, he's still just, I don't know. He, he just seems like not the guy you want right now on the team going forward. Russ and the Lakers? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's shooting the ball too much. 
way too much. All he has to do is drive to the paint and dish it out to KD. He's dominant. That's all he has to he do. He was so good. And if he if, if they can somehow string that together, if this trade somehow happens, obviously this is shot in the dark. But it's still fun to think about. Yeah. That, that, that'd be that'd be insane. Just two reuniting. I mean, it, actually, it's if you want to say NFL's rigged, NBA's rigged too then, right? And that's a script like Andy Reid playing his old team in, in the Super Bowl. That's that's the script right there of of LeBron and and uh, Kyrie against the Lakers uh, with the Lakers taking on Brooklyn well, with Russ and KD in the finals. The NBA is a little scripted in the sense the players do write the script. I mean the the NBA players are glorified theater minors. That's what they are. They they love they love the spotlight. They love the acting. They love the drama. Let's be honest. They love it. All right. So, in a sense, I think the NBA is way more rigged just by the players than it is anything else. Yeah. <laughs> just theater, just a bunch of theater kids. That's what that is. <laughs> what uh, last night, too, for the Grizzlies, uh, taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Did we all see the video? Did yes. everybody see the play? You haven't seen it, Devlin? I have not seen it. You didn't oh. see Dylan Brooks? Uh, I thought I sent it into our group chat. I may have not have. Um, but I did send you a clip on the station Twitter there if you want to play that. It's the first video, Donovan Mitchell talking. Um, the the play in question, Dylan Brooks and Donovan Mitchell have clearly had beef for a, a long time, and they talk about it. But it was Dylan, Dylan Brooks going, to, going inside on a drive. He gets fouled, and he comes down, spins around, throws his arm he, out. He lands and is stationary for a second. So yeah. he lands on the ground, and he stops moving. Well, he decides to do another roll. And close off the distance. And just so happens, his elbow goes from the ground floor up to around a specific area men would the groin. Prefer- yes. Just an easy way to say it. The groin. That's what it was. And it, it was 100% It feels targeted. It was. It doesn't feel it was <laughs> extremely intentional. Here's uh, Donovan Mitchell. Are you good to go on that, Devil? Okay, cool. Here's Donovan Mitchell uh, after the game talking about the incident uh, with Dylan Brooks. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's just who he is. You know, we've seen it a we've seen it a bunch in this league with him. Um, him and I have had our personal battles for years. Um, quite frankly, I've been busting his ass for years. Um, playoffs, regular season. Um, you know, in the one game he does a high job on me today. Decides to do something like that, and you know, that's, there's no place in that in the game. And you know, you got to protect yourself at the end of the day. But um, this has been brewing for years um, with me, with with me, with other guys in the league, and we, you all see it. You know, it's not something that this is this isn't new. Um, and you know, tonight was just the end of it. But it's tough when you can't guard somebody and can't do something with somebody. You got to resort to that, and that's what he's done to a lot of players. You know, I, I off the top of my head, I think it's like Dame and, and, and Steph. He you know, it's, it's just one of those things that's what you resort to, and that's cool. But um, I'm glad my guys held it down tonight and, you know, had my back, you know, throughout the whole thing. Chris. Chris Fedor, Cleveland.com. Hey, Donovan. You said you've had matchups with mm-hmm. him before. Have you ever had an Yeah, we've been talking like nonstop. I wouldn't say this to this extent, but there's always been talks. You can go back. I think it was like two years ago. Regular season, um, like 30 points a game. Like, um, it's nonstop talking back and forth and you know that was cool when we were just talking but that right there is that's where you know the line has to be line has to be drawn and the NBA has to do something about it because like I said I'm not the only person this has happened to 
Um, there's no place for that in this game. And, you know, like I said, I, I took matters into my own hands. But at the end of the day, like, you know, that ain't it. Did you sense it building up throughout the course of the game? Uh, I wouldn't say to that. I wouldn't. I didn't think it was going to be like that. You know, maybe the jaw back and forth, which is part of the game, and that's cool or whatever. You know, but like I said, when you have a cheap shot like that, because there was no need to do that, you know what I mean? So um, I wasn't expecting that, and then that's just how I reacted. But like I said, if you just can't guard somebody, just say that and just get a switch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. Um, but it is what it is. It feels like it was a little bit of extra frustration on Dylan Brooks' side because of the lack of success for the Grizzlies. I mean, you look at one win in the last, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight games. You're, you're one and seven. It's it, it feels like it was building up. And then, obviously, the what even Donovan Mitchell talking about right there, where this has been stuff in the past where you're talking, but then the further you get, you just get a little bit more angry. Yeah, no, it's unacceptable to go to the violent route in a game. I mean, which is what he did. Um, I've seen a lot of people asking, are the Grizz the bad boys of the NBA now? Like the Detroit they're like Pistons? The, yeah, they're like the Raiders now. You know, the, the 80 no. Raiders. They're on a they're on an eight game loss streak. They're like upset children right now. Which <laughs> they're not the bad boys. They're the bad boys. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's bad different. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. That's exactly what they are. They're the boys that are bad. And they little spanking. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, that was that was crazy though. I, and by the way, there was a big circle. There was pushing and shoving. There wasn't any. Oh, NBA fight. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Theater kids. Yeah, it wasn't like a... NBA fights are always whatever. It wasn't, you know... It's it, not Miles Garrett and uh, Mike Pouncey getting, like, stomping him out, you know? Yeah, no. <laughs> Nobody got hit with a helmet over the head. Hit with a helmet over the head and then curb stomped by cleats. It's <laughs> no fun. No. <laughs> Dom Kasu, uh, Aaron, oh. Aaron Rodgers, remember that? Or he just stomping on his ankle or whatever? Yep, or leg, whatever part it was. Stomped on the Packers uh, guard, I'm pretty sure. His, yeah. his peck, he just stomped him out. No, I'll give it to the NFL. Yeah, I guess you're a little bit more violent. You get to be more violent, though, because you have pads all over. It's the stupidest thing when I see fights in the NFL and they swing and hit a helmet. Oh, yeah. that's. I that's mean, how dumb. stupid are you? That's That's... I would, I mean, how comfortable would you feel fighting if you were in a suit of armor? You know what I no, mean? No, that's why you see some smart people. When uh, Trent Williams went and punched Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman was like, I'm going to keep my helmet off so I can look at you like a man. Trent Williams was like, oh, I'm going to wear mine. <laughs> I'm going to wear my helmet. Oh, man. Trent Williams guy. He, he likes to smoke. 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in, we want to talk to you. Before we go to the break, though, we talk about our friends over at Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, located at 1550 Gallatin Pike North in Madison. That's 1550 Gallatin Pike North in Madison. Check them out online, nissanofrivergate.com. That's nissanofrivergate.com right there. You can see the full inventory of vehicles on the lot. And even better, take a full virtual tour of that. And any question you have, comments, concerns, anything, they will answer it right there, 24 hours, 365 days a year. They're always open on their website, nissanofrivergate.com. And I'm not just a spokesperson for them. I'm a customer. Every vehicle I've ever purchased has been from Hayes, Nissan, or Rivergate. And if you haven't tried it, you need to go try it. Check it out. If you're in the market right now, maybe you're looking to upgrade. Maybe you're looking to get something new. Maybe you had a car and a compact, and now you want a truck. They have Titans. They have all kinds of vehicles, Frontiers, for you there. Go check them out once again, 1550 Gallatin Pike North in Madison. And also, side note, 
because electric cars are getting hot. They have the new Aria out there, which, I mean, we got to work something into that for Aria Gerson. But uh, that car is awesome if you're looking for something in the electric space. Mm-hmm. You go check it. I saw. I, I got to see one uh, maybe like a couple weeks ago for the first time in person. It is cool. I will say I'll probably own an electric vehicle in my life. You lifetime. seem like an electric vehicle kind of guy. And you can do that at Nissan of Rivergate. Located, once again, 1550 Gallatin Pike North in Madison or on the web. NissanofRivergate.com. And that's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Good afternoon. Still some traffic volume over here on 440 eastbound, just trying to get past Nolensville. Pike getting on to uh, 24. 24 is moving out as you head towards Montgomery County, Clarksville. Radar down I-40 through certain parts of Wilson County this afternoon. Smith County again. 24 is decent at the moment as you continue out uh, through Rutherford County. Uh, just be careful. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken wants you to stop by and enjoy the $7 meal deal. They also help you with catering. They're online right now for your order at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike. Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? <laughs> yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. 
It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. There's no doubt if you listen to Rand Carthen today, like you're excited. Like, all right, yep. this guy answers the questions. He seems to be pretty genuine. By the way, he had some passion. Oh, he did. In, in his presser today. So I, I get it. And He's very genuine, uh, or at least feels very genuine. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The Afternoon Stretch with Zach and Bruno. I would say something snarky, but I don't want to get a phone call from Zach's dad. The Afternoon Stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. 615-844-5600, by the way, if you want to jump in. Have, have, did y'all watch any of the Pro Bowl fun? Did you see the, the the dodgeball game? I didn't know it was on. I watched some clips from. The, I've watched clips, and let me say, yeah, that people are like, oh, you don't watch the Pro Bowl, and Devin will come on air, and we'd and he would say, you know, oh, I didn't know it was on. I trained today, and when I was leaving, some of the younger guys came in, the high schoolers that trained at my training place, and they were talking about the Pro Bowl. They were like, oh, it was cool. Who, who won the golf contest? I guess they had a golf contest. So people watch. They were talking about it. Good. I saw clips yeah, from it. People still watch this Derek stuff. Carr's clip went went viral. He had a quote that was funny. He was like, I guess that's why, you know, I'm looking for another team. Yeah, because he won the passing uh, yeah. contest. He smoked everybody in it. He smoked them. You can go watch the clip. He beat the points with, like, 30 seconds to spare. Uh, yeah, everybody was making fun of said uh, Derek Carr was using the Pro Bowl p- passing. As a free agent. As combine. A, yeah, as a combine. <laughs> He's just throwing lasers. I mean, just lasers. Uh, yeah, I, I it, it wasn't that the skill stuff's fun. I've always liked the skill stuff. That stuff's fun to me. It is like when you get to the NBA, like the skills contest they have there. It's also a three-point contest, dunk contest. Those are fun. Those are always fun. Home run derby, fun. It's just the the Pro Bowl game itself sucks. Obviously, this year it's a flag football game. We'll see how it goes. But the dodgeball thing was fun. That was cool. Saquon Barkley was like, you know, out there like dip, dive, dodge, duck, dodge all over the place. So it was, you know, that was fun. But uh, I've never had a problem with those. But the Derek Carr thing was hilarious. Mm-hmm. That was the best part to come out of all this. They were like, have you ever been that hot before? And he's like, no, I guess that's why I'm looking for a new place. <laughs> and he got permission, too. Did you see that? I did. The Raiders officially gave him permission to it's the see the same thing Sean Watson had. Yeah. And it's not going to be the same trade Deshaun Watson had. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, where does he go? Where does where does Derek Carr end Who up? Takes that contract. Everybody wants to say it's going to be the Colts. No, it's not. It's gonna just be the, the easy answer. It's actually no. It's actually zero percent chance it's going to be the Colts. The Colts are going to go young. They will. They should. They will. But see, you're talking like they're not a cursed franchise, though. Oh, they're. They're cursed either way, but that doesn't mean they're not going to try. <laughs> you know? They are cursed. I don't know who's going to get – hey, Jets could Jets could re- really seem like that team if Rodgers doesn't work out. Yeah, Jet, Jets – because you had their owner come out and say that we Bet want to be in it. Yeah, we want, want a veteran. veteran quarterback, and we're willing to pay up and pay money to get that quarterback. And who is that? That's Aaron Rodgers, and that's Derek Carr. That's who we have right now in free agency. Yeah, because I was going to say, who else is, I mean, out of the top names, I guess. And, and Carr's not in free agency. That's the other thing. No, he he's traded. Under, yeah, he just w- doesn't want to be released because of the optics. Right. But. Um, Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. Is he? He's a vet. He's getting tagged. 
think so? Oh yeah, I thought they I thought they said they were tagging him. If they're not going to come to a deal, he's going to get tagged. Yeah, I think it's inevitable. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I saw somewhere the prediction for is 250 million for five years for Lamar, 208 guaranteed. Be fair deal. M five five years is team favorable. It's starting to feel like he doesn't want to be there though. You know, this, this I mean, yeah, he didn't want to be there because he doesn't have guaranteed money. And they're like, play injured. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> Sammy Watkins, why, 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 why did he play injured? Because he doesn't want to lose two. He doesn't want to lose two hundred million dollars. You moron! Are you stupid? I just, I can't take these takes. Why does he want to sacrifice for the team? Because obviously, Lamar Jackson's not an idiot. Good for him. Anyway, not guy doesn't love ball. That's for sure. Yeah, guy, he doesn't love football. No, not a football guy. Thank you, Rick from Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Tuscaloosa. I'm sure that's somewhere <laughs> in even more bum nowhere, Alabama. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Lamar Jackson. It's just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just some can't handle it. It's <sighs> too stupid. Yeah, it's too stupid. He uh, would they have beat the Bengals though in that playoff no. game if he was there? Uh, no. <laughs> Bengals were amazing. He wouldn't have fumbled on the one yard line like Huntley did. Yeah, I'm glad well, it played out the way it did because I called it. <laughs> that's, that's oh, that saved your bet, right? The yeah. fumble. Yeah. yeah, the fumble was. I mean, it was. I was laughing all the way to the bank. Yep. <laughs> that's plus six hundred, right? That's yeah, what you got. Yeah, because it was, it was overs. Had, it was playoff overs were going crazy. I mean, insane is what they were going to. Uh, yeah, I, Derek Carr though to the Jets. If you're a Jets fan, you're not happy about it. Uh well yeah better than what you had yeah I'm about to say yeah you better than what you had but what you could have is Aaron Rodgers for a year it's a year at least Derek Carr you're gonna get Derek Carr Derek Carr's been playing in a tough division Derek Carr would be going to a fraud division Patriots I get it Patriot way whatever they have no weapons on their offense Mac Jones pretty I think Mac Jones pretty good player I'm gonna say that right now I think Mac Jones pretty good player there's a reason he's like crying and frustrated I think they do have weapons by the way they're they they have Two, they're two tight ends. They have probably the best two tight end set in the NFL, easily. John tight, Smith ends are, is, tight ends are tight ends. I get it. And then also their running backs. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson is is real. Damian Harris. I think he's going into it's every uh, team in the league. Every team in the league seems to have a, a reliable tight end and a good running back. It's tight ends. Kendrick is Kendrick Bourne. Who they have this wide receiver? They have. I just think they had a weird offensive scheme that did not help their team in any bit. Matt Patricia. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, fraud division. <laughs> Derek Carr might be able to thrive there. He might. He really might. And Derek Carr beating uh, the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen just seems kind of inevitable. <laughs> well, that would make Bills fans just a <laughs> – they would be like the lost city of Atlantis, but just in the snow. Like the snow would rain over Buffalo after that loss, and then when the snow cleared, the entire city would just be gone. <laughs> yeah, they got Jacoby Myers. That's who I'm thinking of. Jaco- not, they have Kendrick Bourne. Jacoby Myers is a really good wide receiver. Hey, Just not. It's the NFL. Every team's got good players. What great players do the Patriots have? No. They got Cole Strange, baby. Go Mox. <laughs> That's what they got. Go Mox. Uh, another news here for the NFL. Not good news. Not good news. Uh, if you've been following along with this, how many concussions do you think happened this season? Unless you already know, don't answer. Let but me take guess, a guess how many concussions each team. How many won. players are in the NFL? It's like 300-something, basically. Yeah, I'm thinking about team, how many concussions I would see. So I'm going to guess 72. 72. Devlin, what's the number you would put on it? There was 12 in one week. 
Um, <laughs> Tua had four of them in that one week, dude. Uh, I'll go 45. <laughs> 45. Way off. 149. There was 149 concussions, up 18% this season for the NFL. And and mind you, this is also the year that we had Dr. Sills, the chief medical officer for the NFL, on at the beginning of the season talking about the uh, guardian caps mm-hmm. that they were wearing in preseason, which helped negate concussions. That was that once that was done, the the preseason concussion numbers did go you down. Watch Jason Kelsey, he took that cap and wrapped bubble wrap around his helmet three times and went out to practice. So he was super safe. Yeah, he was very safe. Uh, keeping it safe. Yeah, he would, that was the keeping it safe pick. That's not a good look for the uh, the hey, NFL. Can, concussions are going to be part of the National Football League until it stops. It will never it will never go away, and you have to live with that. We have to address the severity of the old NFL veterans. When I say veterans, people who played like three or more years, what they suffer through, why they're dying at such a high rate. We have to address that. We have to acknowledge it. But we also have to acknowledge we signed up for the game, and now we know the risk. If you're playing football right now, you know the risk of football. So I think I think it's on the I think it's on the individual at this point. We don't know the exact effects of CTE. The brain is such a complicated thing. Isn't it interesting though that it's going up? I mean, no. they're they're doing every step they can to try and to athletes, drive it down. And athletes are getting faster and stronger. And tough and well, tougher. You see, you're about to say it. They are getting tougher, but I, it doesn't. Does toughness matter in this situation? I don't think so. You could be tough. Tough is playing T- through T- the T- pain. Tua was so tough. He added three concussions to that to that list. Well, and, and I think I, some people would probably say that the diagnoses of it are being spoke about more. That would definitely. That's what you're about to say. I was going to say. I don't know if this is a hot take, but when Chris Olave gets hit one time in the end zone and pops back up, but they take him out. Just, I feel like it's just like a, a safety precaution. Like, we're going to define this as a concussion. You're going to sit out because of all the stuff that's going on. Mm. Because I think concussions right. were blown up this season. Obviously, they were. I mean, they're up 18%. But uh, I feel like well, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of symptoms of a concussion. Sensitivity to light, emotional reaction. Um, there's a lot of things that can get you taken out. Can you see how many fingers am I holding up? What's the answer to this math question? Maybe someone sucks at math, and you're like, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, I, eight plus eight. There's a lot of t- eighty-eight. There's a lot Let's of things. Short-term memory. Maybe you forgot what play you just scored. You know, so there's a lot of things that people use to test concussions. At the end of the day, at the game, they will make a call, and now they're going to err on the side of safety because they did flub it up with Tua. So they're going to err on the side of safety. But what they do in colleges and the NFL is you take like a fifty-minute-long test before every single season to measure your reactions, measure your memory. And if you do, if you are in the concussion protocol, you essentially have to go within a percentile of your score. Of it's that a benchmark, test. basically. Yes. They give you a benchmark. So test. while you might get in the concussion pro- com- protocol for a game because you showed a symptom or they were scared of the way your head hit, I think Teddy Bridgewater was a, was a victim of that, yeah. right? Like just the way it hit, they were like, "You're done." So he can go benchmark himself, show no symptoms, and he'll be ready for the next week. But hey, if you're sensitive to light, maybe you got a minor concussion. Sit it out. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse you can do with a concussion than keep playing on it. You have a chance of dropping dead. That is not being dramatic. You can drop dead playing with a concussion. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about it too throughout the season. I mean, you just from this season to last season concussions it felt like was like a play or two off like if somebody was like getting evaluated for concussion maybe they come back in a quarter or whatever it is this year though 
It was like a three-week sentence. It was like three weeks you're out. I think you it more, took a month to get out of more concussions protocol. because of the way football is being played. RPO across the middle. That's huge. Tom Brady used to talk about when it was the West Coast pro style dominating the football league. You wouldn't throw those across the middle passes because it was a it was bad for your receivers and your tight ends. Nowadays, it's all people throw. That's all people are throwing. So yeah, people are going to get crushed across the middle. And linebackers are much smaller now than where they were. That is true. Linebackers are Ray smaller. Lewis There's, isn't running around out there. Every anymore. team is running nickels right now. What a nickel is is you take out a linebacker and you put in a, D, a DB in a linebacker position. Every team's doing that. So that in theory that should help. But collisions are mass right. times what acceleration? Oh God, uh, uh, mass times acceleration. Up, so Mandy they boy. might they <laughs> might be smaller, but they're faster, and the force of impact is still the same. Yeah. <laughs> Thank. I got out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was force equals mass times acceleration. <laughs> uh, tell me, Dad, is that Billy Einstein over there? <laughs> Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. If you want to jump in, Devlin did not give me the thumbs up on that one. Do you even know what that was? I was quoting in that one. Do you no. know what that was? No. It was quote Matt Foley. Ring any bells? Nope. Yeah. I know Chris Farley. You know who Chris Farley is? Yeah. Who played Matt Foley? Right. In Tommy SNL. Boy. Oh no, oh, because Tommy Boy. Give you a shot of what his name was in the in the show in the movie. Because it wasn't Matt. <laughs> Couldn't be Tommy. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, all right, 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. Final segment of the week coming up. Heavy traffic at times 65 north at uh, Vietnam Fest, trying to get up into Goodlettsville. It's crowded over here again, 40 east at Fessler's. Not bad right now on I-40 as you head out past the airport. Lots of radar. I-40 out in Dixon County throughout the evening. Hey, be sure to stop by at both locations of Princess Hot Chicken for the $7 meal deal. You can also uh, hire them for catering online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo. 
Maria in Miami, and Jules and Troy. Taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast for this afternoon. Slight chance of rain and snow showers mixed, a high near 40. For tonight, cloudy, a low of 25 expected. Utilizing the resources of the weather. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. A show called The Afternoon Stretch is a stretch. Calling it a show. The Afternoon Stretch. Final segment, Afternoon Stretch. Bruno Reagan, Devin McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. We haven't done our underdog picks this week. Do you want to do those? Do you want to do our Bruno Betts underdogs pick this week? We can. I say it's time then for some Bruno's Betts. Now it's time to make money off of other people playing sports because taking gambling advice from a guy named Bruno isn't shady at all. This is Bruno's Bets. Underdog. Our Friday underdogs. I love underdogs. I love looking at underdogs. Everybody loves a good underdog story. Well, you already kind of had one. Are you going to take that one? I'm I'm not going to for the sake of the show. Oh, okay. I, th- I'm really not this even. a good one. I'm not sure Auburn's going to win against Tennessee. I think they're going to cover nine and a half, but saying they're going to win is tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like Tennessee's still a good team. It's just I don't think they're going to be a good enough team to just blow out Auburn. Uh, so... Yeah, I don't. I don't think that one's going to be a smart one for me to take. Well, my original, my original game that I was going to take, um, Kansas and Iowa State. They play tomorrow, eleven a.m. I was looking at that for my lock of the week um, because I was thinking about taking Iowa State on the underdog line. So I'm just going to do that for this pick. I'll take um, Iowa State on Fanduel. I don't have Fanduel immediately pulled up right now, but I would say the. Money line is on a plus 135, 150 range. So it's not something super crazy for Iowa State playing against Kansas. Kansas had some struggle games, but, hey, I think Iowa State pulls it off. Uh, hold on. I was going to pull up the exact uh Helps us in Iowa, too. Yeah. Uh, I was going to see if we could stall long enough. Iowa is a minus 102. Iowa State is a minus 102. 
It's not underdog pick. It's not, yeah. It's not a super <laughs> Are you sure? underdog. Against Kansas? Against Kansas, yeah. Because Kansas is minus one on spread. All right. Yeah. The take Iowa State. There hey, I've seen some I've seen Iowa State's what, what what's their spread on FanDuel? Uh spread's one it's one and a half. Plus one and a half? Plus one and a half. So they're plus on the spread, but minus on the money line. Yes. That is insane. But take them on the spread then. So you like that as the – well, you're, but not for your pick, but for if you're being a smart person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because all my underdog picks, let's face it, I've been shooting from the hip. This one is your is your best chance at an underdog. Because <laughs> he's – they're kind of – Kind of not an underdog. <laughs> They're not, but for the sake of uh, hey, there's a reason it's called Bruno's bets. By the way, it's my. I tell people at my club all the time, hey, I pay for this place. We do what I say. <laughs> that's my. Er- that's how I coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Devlin, no Cincinnati Bengals to bail you out here. Oh, no, sir, <laughs> and they wouldn't be underdogs. They were last week. Yeah, but that's different. And then they lost against. The far superior, far alpha Kansas City Chiefs. Disregarding that. <laughs> Taking it to the NHL All-Star Weekend. Boo! <laughs> the NHL accuracy shooting. No! Oh, boo! Boo! Right, hold on, let him cook. Yeah. Let him, hold on, let him cook. Connor McDavid. Oh Why'd you let him cook? Plus 450. You were going to say that to anything. Yeah, exactly. I was setting it up. Connor McDavid is the best hockey player ever. That's such a stretch. No, he's not. He's the best one in the in the league right now. I'm taking him. He's kind of like Mike Trout. If you're like oh, comparing yeah. like modern age right now, he's oh, the Mike yeah. Trout of hockey. Uh, sorry, you you said it's the accuracy. The I can't believe they had odds Connor on us. McDavid. I just scrolled to the uh, NHL yeah. challenges and just found Connor McDavid. That was the first one I saw because he's the best. He is, he's the favorite though. at plus four fifty. I mean, that the rules committee needs to come into this one. Plus he is the best odds of winning it. At plus does, 450. It's plus 450. Does that make him an underdog, though? Yes. Yeah. He, he has the best odds. Juan Soto was about a plus 400, and he like, was the underdog for the home run derby. So, if we're at the the beginning of the NFL season, and you have the Chiefs that everybody just had pegged, they were like, that's Super Bowl, best bet. Or who was the best? It was it was Buffalo, right? Wasn't Buffalo the, the best Buffalo odds to win the, the Super Bowl? Buffalo was the top one at, like, plus, yeah. Would we have said they were a uh, – Underdog? All future, all future. Yes, and I get it. But if it's if it's in plus money, it counts for underdog picks for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I wanted the I wanted the rules committee to get in. We're gambling. This is this is this is gambling. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's locked in plus plus four fifty. That's your biggest one, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't and think you're taking one. But this just seems like a lock. I might lock it in right now. Uh, I've got one, and I love it. I love it. We talked about fights we talked about him Derek Lewis is the headline and he's taking on Sergey Spivak I don't know how to say these guys' names why is there so many Sergeys uh because Eastern Europeans are the only ones that will put their body on the line for 10 grand well Sergey's the favorite yeah he's uh like a 2-1 favorite yeah minus 250 um I'm I could go just straight Derek Lewis outright winning What's his knockout? Plus 190. Uh, it's got to be like 230, 240. For Derek knockout. Lewis by KO is plus 240. Yep. That's what I want to take. Because if you're going to get a Derek Lewis winning this fight, it's 100%. It's got to be a knockout. UFC knockout leader. Yeah. Derek Lewis fights are all, even the ones he wins by knockout, he's losing in them. I mean, I'm thinking about like 
the tall Russian he once hit, hit up. Curtis Volkov. Blade. Yeah, Volkov. That was uh, one of the Kurt- best fights I've ever seen in my entire life. I had to throw that out there. That comeback win at the end, I think that was on a— That's con- all Derek Lewis wins. <laughs> I, think, I think that was McGregor Khabib's card. I think that was the same one. Oh, yeah, and he was like, I'm hot. Yeah. That's, I'm sorry. That was one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. That was. That was the last UFC watch party I had. Because there's, I don't know if there's been ones worth having no, since. No. It's really whenever Connor comes back this year. Uh, John Jones might have been worth. John Jones might be doing it. We it might, might be. Doing that. Hey, they they have some UFCs at like um, AMC's, so it might be worth. Yeah, I do it at the house, man. Throw the smoke yeah, on, but, get some ribs. Yeah, I like ribs. Yeah, oh, I like. Hey, yeah, you ever cook pork belly? Yeah, that's so the best. You mean <laughs> bacon? Yeah, <laughs> bacon. But good. it's like a different texture. <laughs> it's ba- it's bacon. In a theoretical sense. Yeah. <laughs> but the way you cook something changes everything, man. 100%. Anyway, you ready for mine? Oh, I'm, yeah. taking the t- I'm taking the knockout. Taking Derek Lewis' knockout. Yeah, I thought you were already Yeah, done. I forgot I already said it. Plus 240. That feels like a safe enough underdog to hit. And I like it. And it's better odds. There's no shot. Like, I'll give you this. Uh, Derek Lewis by submission. Plus 3,900. Ni- not going to happen. Uh, Derek Lewis by points plus sixteen hundred. There's not not gonna happen. I would I actually like to buy points because it's this is a three round fight. If Derek Lewis just happened hangs with Francis, out, happened with Francis Ngannou and uh, Cyril Gunn, it was like if the fight goes against if Francis wins by decision, it was like plus two thousand, and it happened. So it's oh happened. no, it can always happen. I'm worried that's what's gonna happen now. <laughs> Twenty total <laughs> strikes thrown in that match. <laughs> yeah, it was the I, worst thing I've ever seen. I was gonna see, uh, yeah. What's the will the fight go the distance? That one is plus four ninety. Yes, mm-hmm. that's an underdog in itself. Uh, our underdog picks total though. So Iowa State, which is a minus one hundred two, but it Stop is it. an underdog. Yes, <laughs> we just don't need to talk about that part. Connor McDavid in the NHL accuracy shooting twenty twenty three contest. <laughs> I love it. That's Devlin's pick. Dude, I was like, I had nothing. <laughs> I had nothing. <laughs> nothing without football. I've right seen now. people gamble on like like African soccer leagues, so it's not the worst <laughs> thing in the world. What's the what's the German sh- soccer league? I know. Everybody loved like during hey, COVID. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like the Budapest or something like that. I can forget <laughs> the name of it. Uh, and then mine, Derek Lewis by KO plus two forty. That is parlay odds plus three six hundred thirty six hundred. Jesus, that is that's awful. that's really high. <laughs> that's crazy. It's so crazy, it could work. It might just work. It might send us into a new realm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of sending into a new realm, did you, uh, as we rounded out here, did you watch any of the new Power Slap? I haven't yet, man. I keep for. I'm telling you, my interest in Power Slap's feigning, and I have a feeling. I I like to consider myself. Me and my friends, we love it. No, you're. But see, you're like a diehard in that kind of realm. You know what I mean? I'm more of a casual in that kind of realm. And that's your main audience basis. I like to think of myself as like a really good like fit of what is in the zeitgeist, if you will, like what people actually care about. I feel like people they liked it for the shock value, but there's no staying power with it. it feels no like. one is well, no one's watching Power Slap. The ratings are not very good. It's TBS too. That was always a mistake. Their lead in is AEW. It's it's like their demographic. Yeah. It's their demographic that leads into power. Well, oh, they have to figure something out. They show grownups. Over they can't and over figure again. something out. It's all produced. <laughs> the show. That's the thing about these reality shows. It's if you don't know reality shows, they're done. They're shot, filmed, done, and then they sign NDAs. The results have all already happened. Yeah. You talk. You could. And these guys, frankly, not. Do we the know smartest. who won Power Slap already. Uh, you. I'm, dude. Someone's. If you 
watch these guys, you know that they don't know what NDA stands for. So <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you could go Google it and you'll see who won the Power Slap leagues. Also, they're guys they picked up off the street. So it's it's very easy in week three as someone who's watched the show to tell who's going to win. There's like two professionals and 13 morons. So this is how it is. Headline, Power Slap League competitors reveal why they joined. <laughs> <laughs> it famous. was this or prison. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Bankruptcy lawyer told me this is my one shot. <laughs> They're going to give me four grand to get smacked in the face. It is it is that age question, you know what I mean? Like, would you punch your best friend in the face for like a billion dollars? Would you They're smack doing a baby life. for a trillion and just, I'll drop kick it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my baby. <laughs> what if it is yours, though? A trillion? Hmm. No, I wouldn't kick my baby for a trillion. That's just me, You think though. your dad would have kicked you for a trillion as a baby? No, which is crazy because looking at it now, I'd be like, I would, didn't even remember it. Why didn't you do it? But <laughs> we, we could have all this money. <laughs> I mean, you would have took it. You would have took it well, probably. Yeah, but money money was never important to me and my dad. We're rich in other ways. Hey, that's a great, that's a great thought. That's what you got to do. What's the plans this weekend? What are you doing? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> okay. You don't Just hanging know. out? I'm driving home really fast and I'm raiding on Heroic World of Warcraft. There Is that you what you want to know? Because that's what I'm. I trained today. It's Friday. It was sprint day. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm going home. I'm not thinking about anything but defending Azeroth. I only ask because I want to say what I'm doing. You know what Good. I'm doing? Take a guess. Dolphin. Hey, you got it. Hitting the link, wow, baby. Like Shot an 84 last like week. Shot an 84 last week. And now we're going to try to do it. I, I really want to go ahead and say, best golfer on air in Nashville right now is me. We, and you're probably not wrong. That'd be cool if we could I would. I would dare say, at least on the daily shows, there's people that are better golfers than me that work in the media. I think I'm the best on air of daily sports talk. I'm the best golfer. Getting it specific, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's me, number one. We're done. Remember, I always told you I love you and you matter. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday here on National Sports Radio.